A win is a win. That's ultimately what matters is the Pelicans beat the Golden State Warriors. Doesn't matter who's playing. You get the W. That's it. Let's talk about it in the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on a winning Friday after the Pelicans down the Golden State Warriors, 101-96, no Steph Curry, no Draymond Green. Somehow, with the Pelicans' luck, I was I was kind of expecting to see Clay Thompson back. He wasn't. Basically, no one of any big stature played for the Golden State Warriors and the Pelicans gritted out a win. And that's ultimately what matters. You need to get W's however that happens. So let's talk about this game. And then in the final segment of today's show, how the Pelicans got screwed by the NBA because they absolutely did. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com, use promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. The biggest stories, we're covering it from all angles here. At Locked On Pelicans. Okay, we're talking about the 101-96 victory over the Golden State Warriors. Again, no Steph, no Clay, no Draymond. This should have been a walk in the park for New Orleans. But, you know, maybe the team isn't that amazing. And you kind of saw that in this one, right? Brandon Ingram carried them. 32 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists from him. We'll talk more about him in the next segment. But you got to get a win. And they did. It didn't need to be pretty. You didn't need to see this team come out and crush the Golden State Warriors by 40. We, or I, don't think this team is like that amazing without Zion, at least I should say. As constructed with a gaping giant, you know, giant Zion-sized hole here, they're not the worst team in the league. They're better than some of the bottom teams, but they're not an amazing team either. And the Golden State Warriors without Steph without Draymond with some of those other guys aren't an amazing team either, but there is some talent there. Andrew Wiggins can score. Jordan Poole can score. Otto Porter Jr. can score. Bielitsa can score, right? They've got two talented rookies in Kaminga and Moody. This isn't a bottom-of-the-barrel team even without Steph, Clay, and Draymond. It's still a decent enough squad that's probably at the Pelicans' level. So this game ended up 101-96. That sounds about right to me. You know, if... I had someone tell me after this game, you know, if the Pelicans, you know, played better, like played like this against a fully healthy Warriors team, they would have lost. They probably would have lost even if they played better, you know, than they did now against a fully healthy Golden State Warriors team. You just got to get those victories. That's that's kind of really the biggest takeaway from this one. And the Pelicans did, right? They came out looking terrible in the first quarter. Terrible. And then Brandon Ingram came out. They scored 16 points in the first quarter. They're lucky that Golden State couldn't make a bucket either and only scored 22. And then the second quarter, they came out to control the game. And while it got close late in the fourth, you know, ultimately they kind of somewhat cruised to victory. They had a 10-point lead. It got whittled down to being one possession at one point. But there was never like the biggest danger of the Pelicans were going to blow it or anything like that. They were in control of the game from the second half onward. 
thanks in part to Brandon Ingram. And then on defense, my God, Herb Jones, who was great in this one. Five steals from the rookie on the night, 13 points. Moving well, off ball, getting the line and making his free throws. Thank you, Pelicans, for doing that. It's just, yeah, this is about right. They should have beaten this team, or and it probably shouldn't have been. It should have been close, and it was. But ultimately, the most important thing is the victory. You need that right now. This was a brutal stretch for New Orleans, these three home games. And you've done it well. You've gone one in three over this stretch instead of 0 for 4. That is a significant difference. You've got to get a victory. They started to kind of right the ship. You saw some adjustments and changes. Great. You know, there's there's issues here, right? The guard play is bad. You had Devontae Graham in this one go 3 of 14, 1 of 9 for just 7 points. He's been inconsistent this year, and he's not good defensively. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, another really subpar game. 7 points on 9 shots. 1 of 4 from 3, 3 of 9 from the field overall. That's not going to get it done, really. He's got to play better. Two assists for him, right? You know, you saw some inconsistent minutes, inconsistent play, some kind of like, what what is this team doing kind of things. But they overcame all of that, and that does say something. To be better teams in the league, yeah, you need better guard play, and you need to play better than you did. But they're probably not going to be doing that all that often because this is what the team is. And you, you saw it in this one. That's why it's close. So... I'm not actually like upset with them for not winning by more, more because my expectations are kind of low for this team right now, I think. I don't think they're like worthy of winning by more. I don't think they should be winning by more. This is kind of about what I expected going into it, even without Steph Curry, no Clay Thompson who's coming back potentially on Sunday for them, or Draymond Green. The bigger issue is if some of like the energy and effort issues and mental miscues carry over to other games. You know, do you come out really sluggish in the first quarter of the next game? If you do, that that's a problem, and I'm going to be worried about that. You know, that's not what you want to see. That's where you start to get concerned, but that's not something we need to worry about right now. If, you know, on the ninth you come out really sluggish against Toronto, so what is that, Sunday? Yeah, that's going to be a problem. You can't do that, especially with some time off. But if they don't, then this is just one of those games in a really freaking weird season where you just got to kind of do what you can. Also, shout out Gary Clark. We haven't really talked about him, but signed. He's kind of an emergency guy for New Orleans. Three of four from three. They need some three-point shooting. They were eight of 34 from the field or from three overall. The three-point shooting has not been there. Pelicans going into this game, so this will probably drop a little bit. 22nd in three-point percentage. 22nd in three-points attempts per game. They're in the bottom third of the league when it comes to all of that. That is not a good number. They're going to need more of that. Thank you, Gary Clark, and good find on a guy who's been able to shoot it reasonably well this season for New Orleans, even in limited minutes and not on huge volume, but he's shooting 40%. That says something. They needed those three-point shots from him in this one. Three of four from deep. Good job, Gary Clark, coming in off the bench, giving the Pelicans some points there where they were absolutely struggling with a subpar game from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. All right, coming up, let's talk about Brandon Ingram. Not in the... Early returns for the all-star voting. Is that surprising? Not surprising? Let's break it down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Pelicans fans, you've been hearing me tell you about Prize Picks for months, so have you signed up yet? Because Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
If you've not checked it out, you're missing out, and I'm telling you, you're going to love this app for NBA Mixed Sports Pick'ems. Christmas Day games were a lot of fun. If you really wanted to get in on that action, there's NBA games every single night. You have great sports knowledge. Go put it to work. Prize Picks is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, and Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. Think Herb Jones. Prize Picks offers any uh, prop you can think of points, assists, rebounds, threes made, steals. Herb Jones, five. And so anyone who makes a deposit and uses our promo code NBA is going to get a 100% instant match up to $100. It's really simple. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers, not sharks, not other players, anything like that. And it allows mixed sports entry, so you can take the over on Herb Jones, steals the under on Saints passing yards in certain games. And you get to use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is really that easy. Price picks is safe and offers quick and fast withdrawals. So go to prizepicks.com today. Use promo code NBA. Go to your app store. Download the app. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Shopify. Ching! It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online, and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. And look, I used to work for a bank. Treasury management tools like this, being able to take credit cards, knowing your numbers and all that, it's really, really expensive and it's kind of reserved for big people. You couldn't just be like a mom and pop coming in trying to get some of this stuff. Now you can with Shopify. So Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full sale. And they have everything you could need to reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of your conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Know your numbers. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com slash lockdownmba, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial. Get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Right now, shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free, no paywall, five days a week, breaking down the biggest stories. Where's Zion, right? Rehabbing away from the team. Big story, not big story. We talked about it in yesterday's show. Give that a listen if you haven't. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's just quick nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from the local expert that covers them. There's a Locked On for every NBA team. You want to know what happened in the games the night before, what the biggest takeaways is, the context around it that you don't get from a box score? Locked On Now is going to be able to give it to you as those guys give you their recaps. I just put one in for Locked On Pelicans. So go listen to Locked On Now, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All right, we're talking about the Pelicans' 101-96 win over the Golden State Warriors. Brandon Ingram, the catalyst for the team. 32 points on the night on 12 of 20 shooting, just one of four from deep. That's okay because he went to the line eight times and made seven of them. Nine rebounds, six assists, just three turnovers. He was good in this game. He's playing at an all-star level. His numbers are the equivalent of what they were, you know, basically his all-star year. And last year when the numbers were equivalent to them too. Remarkable consistency from a guy that is playing some of his best basketball of his career. Clearly, injuries really impact him right really impact him 
And so he must be feeling much better right now after that Achilles injury to come out and play like he did in this one and kind of rebound as quickly as he did from that injury. So he's been great, but he wasn't in any of the... So, by the way, this game tonight... His points in this one, 32, right? More than the last two games combined. Better shooting night than all of that, too. So he clearly is feeling much better after that Achilles injury. And he was, like I said, he was really good. He went to, and so he wasn't on the list of the all-star names released. It's not a surprise. One, they released the fan voting, right? New Orleans isn't the most popular team in the league. This is usually led by like Lakers and big name players that you've seen. Like Carmelo Anthony doesn't need to be on there, but his name is going to be. All of that stuff is kind of important. It's fan voting. It's the most popular players on the most popular teams and guys that have been around the league for such a long time that you just love, right? Those guys get the votes. It's it's not like minutia NBA, like really savvy Looking at that, it's not the players voting, it's not the media voting, it's not coaches making picks or anything like that. So it's not surprising to see that he's not there. This is one of the smaller markets with one of the smaller fan bases, right? You guys make jokes about Pels 12 all the time. It's no real surprise that he's not there. Also, the team being bad hurts him. And this is going to hurt him when it comes to the media and when it comes to the players. More so the media, I think. You know, I was on Locked on NBA, host, co-hosted on Wednesdays, and we were talking about Fred Van Vliet. And I said, like, he should be an all-star this year, but the Raptors not being great, even though they're getting better in that Sunday game for the Pels, by the way. You know, the fact that they haven't been good is going to hold him back from potentially making his first all-star team. Same thing for Brandon Ingram. People are going to look at this record and be like, how good can he really be? Even though, you know, they're missing Zion and they've had other issues and in, in things like that. But because the team's not great, that is going to hold him back. Same why you haven't heard Valanciunas on there again. Valanciunas is not as popular a player as DeAndre Ayton, even if he's having statistically a better season than Ayton. And also played significantly more games than Ayton has, too. That's a big part of it. B.I.'s missed some stuff that's kind of kept him out of, like, the public consciousness. I'm going to be curious when we start to see some of the stuff when fan or when player voting and media voting starts to come in. But look, he's playing at an all-star level. The numbers are better when it comes to the passing. And he's been much more locked in defensively than we've seen from him before. And also just a smart player, right? Willie Green after this one said that BI in the second half really came to him and said, we've got to change the way we're playing our offense because they're doubling me. They played a box and one against him at one point. They were so scared of Brandon Ingram and willing to let anyone else beat them. The Warriors did. And said, we need to try and use me in a different way as a decoy, as a screener to get guys open shots. I kind of love that unselfish attitude from him. And look, the Pelicans got the win, so clearly it worked, right? B.I. just took only four shots in the fourth quarter. But at the same point, the Pelicans shot just 36.4% from the field in the fourth. They were 8 of 22. B.I.'s got to be the one taking those shots. Devontae Graham, when he's having an off night, taking six shots, only making two of them, going one of five from three in the fourth, isn't the way that you're going to close out games. And that's partially how the Golden State Warriors got back in it. Devontae Graham also... Had a bad turnover off of an inbound. You know, Jonas Valanciunas didn't take any shots in the fourth quarter. Herb Jones took three. Josh Hart took three. Nikhil Alexander-Walker went 0 for 3. Give the ball to B.I. I don't care if he's doubled. He can cook. He was cooking. We know that. I like the unselfishness. Ultimately, it's maybe the right thing to do. But when the rest of your team isn't having it, I'd like to see B.I. close it out a little bit more. That's not asking too much, is it? I'm not saying he was bad or it was the, necessarily the wrong thing. But 
yeah, I'd like to see a guy like Brandon Ingram really start to close it out a little bit more because the Pelicans could have used that to make this a little bit more comfortable in the game last night. But look, they got the win. Ultimately, that's that's what matters. We'll see if this kind of changes or is the same going forward. But great from Brandon Ingram. It's no surprise that he's not in the fan voting just yet. If you want to help him out, you can go do your tweet votes and all of that. Just go to the Pelicans official account. Just retweet what they've got out there. That stuff counts. It adds up. You know, you can create a, create a movement, and that's a pretty important thing to sometimes do to try and get him in there. So try and help out Brandon Ingram if you want, but he deserves to be in there. I don't think he's going to ultimately make it. I don't think it's even going to be kind of close. But yeah, he's playing at an all-star level. He definitely deserves to at least be in the conversation, I think. And that's what we're saying right here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. All right, coming up, some schedule changes. The Pelicans got screwed by the NBA, and I do not get why they did what they did. This... This doesn't seem fair to the Pels, and it has me kind of side-eyeing the NBA to a certain degree. So I'll explain what that is coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. It's New Year's. So that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you're going to want to eat these things. I had one of these today, the Churro Puff Bar. It's delicious. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill. Built Bar is awesome, covered in 100% real chocolate. You're not even going to realize you're, you're eating well, eating healthy, sticking to your diet, trying to lose some weight, and just being healthier in general. So if you want to eat healthy, but it just gets too boring, and by like week three, you give up, give Built Bars a try. They're going to help you stick to it. Most of them have 130 calories, four grams sugar, four grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to whatever it else you're, it is you're eating, that candy bar when you need some sweets or anything like that, grab a Built Bar instead. 30 grams of sugar in a in a candy bar, things like that. So I have a secret stash of Built Bars for the new year, and they have limited time flavors out there right now. I just ordered a couple of them that just looked so good. They had a gingerbread flavor, and I love gingerbread. I had to order the gingerbread Built Bar. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order over at Built.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're here and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Monday through Friday, the Zion stories, the the wins over the the... The Golden State Warriors here, that's a great one too. And the rest of the schedule coming up in their game Sunday against the Toronto Raptors on the road. But... I want to talk about the schedule because I, I don't know if the graphic for this is going to say it, but it's like Pelicans got screwed by the NBA, Pels screwed by NBA, if I wanted to get kind of flashy with it. But they did. So the game from December 19th against the Philadelphia 76ers was postponed. It has been rescheduled to be played on Tuesday, January 25th. Okay, that's a little weird to kind of put it in because the Pelicans had to have a game the night before. On the 24th. So this creates a back-to-back for them. That doesn't seem quite right. It creates an additional back-to-back for New Orleans by doing this. And then they have to move another game. The game that was scheduled for the 26th. Because you can't have them play three games in a row. They play on the 24th. Now the rescheduled game they play on the 25th. They move the game that was scheduled for January 26th at home. Denver Nuggets at New Orleans is now Friday, January 28th. All right, whatever, no big deal. And then you look, though, the Pelicans play on Saturday the 29th. So this basically created 
two back-to-backs for New Orleans when they weren't going to have that. What? It's four games in six days for the Pels. What? Why? It, it wasn't canceled because of the Pelicans. This was canceled because of, or postponed, because of the Philadelphia 76ers. And look, it would have been a much easier game to play against the Philadelphia 76ers had that contest happened. I'm fine with things like that just being called off because of COVID and other issues and you're trying to be safe and smart. And look, you don't want the Pelicans playing against some of those teams because then maybe they catch it as clearly has happened, right? So it's the Philadelphia 76ers' fault. Why are the Pelicans kind of being the one punished? You know, there's a stretch where you could have played this. If you were going to have to create a back-to-back, why not put this in between the New York Knicks game and the Boston Celtics game on the road on the 17th and the 20th? Just put it on the back end of one of those or the front end, I guess, of the Knicks game and just have a back-to-back and it's kind of no big deal, right? After the Knicks game, the Pelicans have three days off before the game on the 24th. You could have put it behind that and things would have been fine. You're still creating one back-to-back, but it's not two. And that, that that's much better, right? And you're already on the road, so you don't have the Pelicans coming home for a one-game homestand against the Indiana Pacers on the 24th, only to then fly out later that night to go to Philadelphia and play on the road. None of this makes any sense. And, I, you know, again, I, I don't know if fairness comes into play a ton on this stuff, but this is definitely unfair. It wasn't the Pelicans' fault, but it kind of looks like they're being punished and the Philadelphia 76ers are getting off a little bit easy on this and it's not impacting them nearly as much as it is impacting the Pelicans. I don't get it. This is where the NBA is having some trouble. Look, it should have been the Philadelphia 76ers that have the tougher schedule from this and it's done kind of at New Orleans convenience, I think, would have been the right way to go. But I don't know. The NBA's made some questionable decisions this year when it comes to some of this stuff. So let me know. Do you think the Pelicans got screwed? The, an- the answer is yes. If you think no, you're, you're wrong on that one. The answer is yes. But you can say it in the comments below and rail at Adam Silver and the NBA just a little bit. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans, this week of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with you all on Monday.